welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. Today's podcast is brought to you by PhenomsFF.com. Join a season-long fantasy football league for money at PhenomsFF.com. Higher payouts, more league variety, and better customer service. So go to PhenomsFF.com to start a league today. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hello. And Mike Ozipovich. Hi. And we are back for our weekly NFL in review and how it affects your fantasy team and even your dynasty team, which is what we're here to talk about. Uh, so let's get right into it, guys. Let's uh, let's hit some news today that happened that's broken on uh, this Tuesday. We had some cuts in the NFL today. We won't say significant because none of these guys are significant. Some of these, two of these guys are a little bit dear to my heart, and I'm a little sad to see them go. They are. And, uh, but, you know, Brady Quinn brought in by the Dolphins, let go by the Dolphins. No surprise. How long did he last? Like 12 or 13 days or 15 days or something weird like that? Yeah. Should go back to his cush job at the, uh, the studios. Yeah, he'll be. Which will probably be pretty good. I heard he was. Okay. Okay. And now a guy that I was kind of big on, John Kreiner in Oakland cut today i think we i think we get brought on somewhere but uh he was someone i was kind of big on and and i swing and i miss yeah, you I win mean, some you lose some that's right, all right. right i mean you, it's, it's the way it's the game's a, played he's a size speed guy he'll find a job somewhere but all right former starting quarterback who started for two nfl teams thad lewis cut by the buffalo bills brought in jordan palmer see you thad yeah nothing Right, nothing to see here. Yeah. Nothing, yeah. Move on. None of these guys have any fantasy relevance whatsoever, no, and we're just bringing them up just in yeah. case. In case you're like holding them on as like stashes on your team, like oh, you know, like I have Jerron Kreiner on a dynasty team. I'm just gonna finally, finally cut that cord and let the fish go. Right. Uh, another guy I like a lot that I've been talking about this year, Colt Lirla. Uh, actually, they did. They didn't stash him on IR. They actually paid him to get out. They said, yeah. Hey, take this money and get the hell out. Gave him an injury settlement, so now he's a free agent, which is, uh, I mean. I guess kind of better for his value. If he if he gets healthy, he might be able to latch on with the team this year. Yeah, it was... still worries me, though, that, you know, the Packers needed a tight end. This is a guy that, you know, he cleared waivers. They could have stashed him on IR and sat him. And they had him here at their all of camp. So, obviously, they didn't like what they saw. And so that's a big concern for me because Ted Thompson, to me, is one of the top GMs in the league. If he's not seeing talent there, uh, he's he's going to evaluate talent more than I, better than I could ever possibly imagine to do it. So, uh, it's a big red flag for me. I I wasted a couple draft picks on him. He's worth no stash. No stash. No ownership. Right. Because next year there's going to be a new crop of guys just like him. Then everyone else, everyone's going to have a story, and somebody's going to be just as talented. And you know he's he, he just doesn't hold any value, man. I don't. I don't think he holds value, but I think he's worth monitoring. I mean, oh, I, I throw yeah. him on well, my. Okay. I think someone guys, I throw I mean, on my watch list. We wouldn't be list. talking about them. They weren't worth like. Well, yeah, right. I think Jerron Kreiner should still be monitored. Right. Uh, you but know, like, Cole Lero should be monitored, but they shouldn't be rostered. They shouldn't be. I mean, if you drafted in a rookie draft, if you have no, a draft should, do not draft no. him. Right. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Right, right. Uh, and at this point, can we say the? I mean, uh, never mind. Let's just we'll move on. I don't want to say anything yet. Well, I'll wait till next week. All right. We'll wait till next week. Whatever you're gonna say. Yeah, everybody will. tune in next week too. Yeah, it's a it's a big tease. That's a cliffhanger. Right? Yeah. yeah, all right. Big trade today. Logan Mankins gets moved for Tim Wright and to yeah. Tampa Bay for a fourth rounder. And Tim Wright, uh, I can imagine a lot of dynasty waivers got you know people running the waivers to see if Tim Wright was owned. Well, like about two weeks ago, I cut Tim Wright because I cut him to pick up um, maybe Alan Hearns, possibly. I don't know. I made or Jonathan Grimes, one of the two. But I did release him thinking that he. I was under the assumption he was probably going to get cut in Tampa Bay. So yeah, I mean, he comes in second year, athletic. You know, had like about 500 yards last year. Uh, coming in and going to probably play the Aaron Hernandez role. That's what everyone's saying. I mean, they have Bill Belichick has to like him. You don't just give away Logan Mankins, yeah, six-time but, Pro Bowler, for you know a fourth-round pick. Yeah, and well, Tim he's Wright. the throw-in guy because the for the trade, it's the fourth-round pick. You think? Yeah, don't don't you? The fourth round pick is what's valuable. I mean, the way they've been moving tight ends in and out of there yeah. the past like couple months, I think that they've been looking for a guy that they can use to go along with Rob Gronkowski, okay. and I, I think he targeted that. him. Yeah, me All too. All right, maybe I just like when I when I saw it, and I saw a lot of people on Twitter going a little bit crazy about uh, you know about him and his fantasy value, and I just thought to myself, my instant reaction thought was like, yeah, it's just that's more for the uh, 
for the draft pick versus the tight end. Maybe I'm wrong. And I'm with you. I don't think it's like, oh, dynasty superstar, sleeper right. tight end, because Gronk's still the man there. But I, you know, he's going to be using an Aaron Hernandez role. Uh, you know, they still have uh, Julian Edelman. They still have Aaron Dobson there. You know, they still have Ken- Kembrell Tompkins. They still have Danny Amendola. So it's going to be interesting to see how again a situation worth monitoring. And you know. Obviously, they wanted Tim Wright, and you know, they asked for Tim Wright to steal. So that's good for him. And you know, if you're a Tim Wright owner, you know, hey. Yeah, when I had him, I just like. Well, by the time I finally picked him up, you know, he he put together some like decent games for like a you know in our deep deep league of thirty man rosters. I was like, oh, that's not too bad of a pickup at the time. And then move forward to this season, does this seem like the writing was on the wall that he was going to get released? But well, yeah, I mean, when they take Austin Safarian Jenkins, and right. everybody's raving about him. You're like, right. Tim Wright becomes like an afterthought, right? Well, they also, they also, they also the signed they also signed Brandon Myers too, so he's like really third on the depth chart. Yeah, so he's extre- yeah, I mean, yeah, he's somebody expendable. That- well, that's why I cut him, and you don't cut too many guys in our league just because the yeah, rosters are so deep. Rosters. So that's what. I- that's what I thought of him at the time. So okay, well let's uh yeah. So I mean, if Tim Wright's a free agent, definitely grab him. I mean, it's not like oh hallelujah, you struck you struck rich, but it's hey, it's it's worth a shot. I mean, if he right. if he becomes anywhere close to what Aaron, Aaron Hernandez did, I mean, this guy's still young. Then yeah, it is striking gold. But well, let, let's wait and see. Let's then I'll think oh here we go the new Gronk. You know Gronk's still the man right. anyways. Exactly. So uh, yeah, definitely worth picking up. But just like temper any expectations. Don't be thinking. Anything somebody more. not worth picking up, and somebody I've been saying you probably can cut forever now is Marcus Lattimore. Still starting this season on the pup list, right? Uh, again, I mean, I've been saying this for a while. Marcus Lattimore will have no fantasy impact ever in the NFL, yeah, too for bad. Your team, it's gonna be one of those kings. Oh, you know, he's starting to pup again now. He's never gonna be effective. He's gonna be one of those guys if he ever does finally get on the field, he'll play one play and then he's gonna blow his knees out. I mean, this, this guy is not if you guys are still like. If he's off your taxi squad already, and he, you're actually like waiting on him, if anybody, you, if you can get a fifth round pick for this guy, I would take it. I mean, he's worth not a roster spot whatsoever, in my opinion. I mean, it's, has it been almost two years? Right, he was the draft with uh, Keenan Allen because I think like uh, Lattimore went right around. Like I, thinking back, I could be wrong, but I think Lattimore I went right before me, and I took Keenan Allen if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, last year it was his rookie draft. Yeah. He came in and we're like, all right, well you're gonna have to sit on Lattimore for a year, but he should be the starter. He should be he should be Carlos Hyde this exactly. year. Exactly. But I, I was saying two years, like he's been out of football almost two years, right? Because he he busted up his knee pretty early in that season, right? Uh, so he came back. He came back. He played like half the season and then busted. His yeah, knee up again. I would say okay. about half, but I. Yeah, I mean, sure both these are bad. I mean, this guy, I mean, once I knew the writing was on the wall, once Marcus Lattimore came out and made a statement that I've lost my burst and right. I just don't have it back. Right. I knew that was it. I mean, you don't come out and say something like that. And, I mean, it's just bad. That and, was that was literally the most disgusting thing I've ever seen when he blew out his knee. And I was watching that game live. Paul George basketball was pretty bad. I didn't I didn't actually see that. I saw that. That grossed me the hell it out. It was pretty gross. Man. Yeah, very yeah. disgusting. Gumby can't bend that way. Neither could. Yeah, same thing on Lattimore. Like, he was just like grabbing for his leg. Yeah, like was, the dude's I, leg I was like flopping through the air. I can't like, remember. The wrong way. It was yeah, so I can't disgusting. remember that for some reason. Ugh, it's like imprinted in my head. Yeah. Here's here's what should be imprinted in your guy's head. Marcus Lattimore cut him. Got him. Yeah, cut, or yeah. trade him. I mean, there's yeah. there might be some guy. I mean, we can tie him to the the Frank Gore owner. Like, hey, I got Marcus Lattimore over here. Just get you know what? He, he's on the pup again. He'll probably just be out, but he'll come back good strong six weeks. I don't have time to wait six weeks. Give me a fourth rounder. He's yeah. yours. I would Frank Gore blew anything. out both of his knees, and he turned out pretty damn good. Yeah, well, some guys do. Some right, guys come yeah. back. Some guys don't. I mean, it's a, I mean, Adrian Peterson came, you know, got hurt. He came, comes back and rushed for 2,000 yards. Ain't no thing. Yeah. So let's move on to, a, to another uh, turd here that I was <laughs> – another guy that I was kind of big on. He's the first-round pick one year on. In a league, Stephen Hill in New York. Uh they're talking about mm. trying to possibly trade him. Um, if he doesn't get traded, he might cut. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're not gonna. This guy has hands made of stone. All the speed, we can't even stay healthy at the same time. Big bust in my book. He's still on my rosters. I'm literally, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to bid adieu. Yeah, two out of three Georgia Tackers isn't bad, but unfortunately, he's the yeah, one. Yeah, that's too bad. bad I one. thought he was good too. I, I'm, I'm with you, Rich. I thought Stephen Hill was gonna be sweet, and that just didn't work out. I don't know if it's situation or what, or if his hands are just that bad. I don't know what. You can't, yeah, I mean, after a couple of years, work, if you man. still can't get that, you know, if you come in the league and your, your hands aren't what they're supposed to be, but you get NFL coaching, you get it all together, and you can catch the ball, that's great. 
But, you know, guys like Greg Little, guys like Stephen Hill, you know, they have all their athletic as they can be. But, you know, whoops, you should have learned how to play defensive back instead of wide receiver. He's an athlete. Yeah. He's not a football player, and that's the bottom line, I guess, on him. Absolutely. Uh, other news coming out, you know, yesterday, Steven Jackson returned to practicing, you know, missing some time, like 27 days there, and uh, he's finally back. How long do you think that lasts, Matt? Uh, I give him three weeks. Three weeks? I'm going to give him to week, you know, week two of the actual season. I think he's probably going to dibble-dabble in the uh, – this this fourth preseason game get in a little bit and then week one he'll come through clear and everyone will be like all pumped about him and then boom week two he'll come around and he'll pull a hammy again or <laughs> roll an ankle or, yeah and i mean i still expect Devonte freeman to be the backup there i i still can't imagine jack quiz rogers beating him out uh which is weird because jack quiz rogers is still ahead of him on the chapter chart now i don't see that last and i've seen I, again jack quiz rogers is somebody that i liked just not he's just not good enough to really get it done and if you're gonna go i like what i've seen out of Devonte freeman right now i mean i know matt you have him as a first round grade all year i got him right there at the end of the first high second as well um and i really want to see this guy get you know a lot of carries right yeah see what he too. could do i'm definitely i'm definitely excited to see him get an opportunity yeah yeah i mean speaking in of you know like in the Devonte freeman some on the other end of the spectrum the trey mason you know where people are People are, are big on Trey Mason. I just and again, we just did a rookie mock draft, our final one of the year. It's on DynastyNerds.com. Uh, it was posted on Tuesday, which was yesterday. If you're listening to this, and you know Trey Mason went in the second round, I think, or possibly a third. No, it was, maybe it was a very early third round. Uh, and, and the comment the guy you know made was, you know, Trey Mason's the back to own St. Louis, and I was, no way. Right. I mean, he can't. I agree. He can't that. even beat out Benny Cunningham right I now. Know on the death chart and Trey Mason's to me is just one of those guys that's come out. That was a big name coming out yep. and he'll, he'll hold t- in the dynasty community. This guy is going to hold like a name value and I'd sell, I'd be a seller. You know, I try and package him somewhat to somebody, maybe to Zach Stacy owner, but I mean, Zach Stacy's the back there. I, I don't see him getting beat out by Benny Cunningham. I don't see him getting beat out by Trey Mason. If he ever loses the job, it's going to be because they bring in somebody else by a and draft he- or, Agency. And how we were talking last week, he can't, uh, you know, he's having problems pass blocking. So, yeah. and that's huge. So he won't see the field. And again, when you're, you know, I mean, again, next year, there's going to be more, more new guy, new prospects, you know, to fill, to fill out and weed out and push back the old one. So if you can't get on the field this year, that doesn't say a whole lot moving forward. And, you know, just as a disclaimer on our rookie mock drafts, we do, you know, grab some of the, you know, some of our listeners to the podcast and some of the fans out there. And, you know, maybe that, maybe that just particular person wasn't up to date on, uh, what was going on in St. Louis. It was one know? of our writers, but it's, oh, it's, was a, it really? It was okay. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, but I mean, everybody has their own favorites at the same time, but yeah, right. I mean, that's how those, I mean, I like to, obviously if you're on the site all the time and you're paying attention, we grab our listeners or guys we're tweeting at, they're somewhat familiar with dynasty, but, uh, I mean, you could you could have missed. I mean, you could have just you know missed that, or you know maybe hey, not. Everybody can't be right. You can't always be you're, right. You're, there's going to be misses. Right. Uh, and if you read the article that I wrote uh, on there and I explained, you know, I go into it like how much things have changed from. Oh, you totally. Know, in February, when Isaiah Kroll was being drafted in the first round, sometimes the first back taken to now he's not even. I mean, fourth, fifth round pick is a huge gamble. That's probably not. I mean, he's he might not even make the Browns roster this year. He's not getting any carries. Uh, That was my tease. I was gonna say, just I hope at this point people realize, don't draft him. Do you think that the Browns are just trying to be sneaky and and get him onto the practice squad so they're not showing him that much? It could be a possibility. I I know for a fact that uh, you you know, now I'm doing some work with uh, ESPN Cleveland here, and I have a source, and I was talking to him the first game when Kroll was supposed to be in. You know, the, the Kroll didn't get any carries the first game, and I, from my source, was telling me that Penn just forgot to put him in. You know, just part Oops. of being a rookie head coach, That's you not, know, he just how forgot do you to put forget him in. That, that doesn't bode Again, well. it was, uh, yeah, it wasn't a good sign. And then the second game, he got some carries, but, this, you know, you don't forget yeah. three weeks in a row, he didn't get any carries in the uh, third game as well. So, so you're going to say then, just based off of that, that he forgot to put him in, that they're thinking that there's, savvy enough to say like hey i think this guy's got some talent maybe we'll hold him back and put him on the practice sounds like the browns as usual are don't know what's going on not yeah I, I, I was just throwing it out no, there and as, I got a, you. as a possibility but that, yeah I that know. i think will totally debunk that because the browns are just 
Oh my god! You're saying they're not? They can't? They can't they, think they, next I, level? No, like that they can't think. No, that's way over their head. Okay. All right. All right and before we get, all right, before, let's get any let's, other team though. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. So Isaiah Kroll, don't get. I mean, again, if he has all the talent, all this talent, I mean, he can't. I mean, Deion Lewis is probably gonna make the team over him. But uh, you know, a couple guys. Got, let's talk concussions here for a second. Wes Welker concussed. He had this is his fourth one in in the last season and a half. Right. Uh. Bernard Pierce Bernard got concussed, Pierce. which isn't as worrisome, but that's something to keep your eye on with Bernard Pierce. With you know the Ray Rice suspension coming in, Lorenzo Taliaferro, you know if something happens with Pierce, you know you know those concussions are. You know you get one and you get knocked around too hard, they, they come back easily if you come back too soon. So yeah, that's He's a very good situation to monitor, like Taliaferro, who's going undrafted in redraft leagues. I would I would. Tr- take him with like my last pick if he hadn't been drafted in a redraft league if people are just forgetting about him he's just sure. one of my guys like we just put out our out our new rankings and somebody that like i readjusted high on because i think he might be or has a really good chance of being a like a big time steal for rookies and somebody now that like if we're redrafting rookies i would definitely target yeah i mean he's looked good in preseason he runs hard right. runs hard so i like what i've seen too he's he's Bernard- a riser uh, I mean, Welker's been somebody we've been saying sell, sell right. as soon as you can. I yeah, mean, Welker's, yeah. He's and I'll tell you what, you, to... you want to say his name value is still not there, and we'll get this. We're doing, you know, our episode that comes out tomorrow, we're doing a read. Tomorrow's episode is our redraft sleepers and redraft strategy episode. And, you know, I'm going to bring up Welker because Welker's still getting taken. I've seen him get anywhere taken from the fourth round, which is insane, Uh, a name value. So now, obviously, this is a redraft community, not dynasty community, but I guarantee there's some suckers out there that still want Welker because of Peyton Man and the name. And, I, again, I would be selling, I would be, again, whatever I can get. You yeah, know? no kidding, man. You know, bring me a nice, bring me a nice magazine and we could, uh, we could call it a deal. Uh, so, yeah, those are concussions. What kind of magazine are you talking about over there? I don't know, football magazine pervert. All right. <laughs> and so let's get let's go the first game of the week last week uh Le'Veon Bell LeGarrette Blunt were mm. you know staying true to the namesake of Blunt our Cheech and Chong is that their new nickname yeah, Cheech, Cheech and Chong did not realize that you can get a DUI if you smoke weed two hours beforehand yeah no He's oh, fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa officer put officer, that damn officer. pen down right now I smoked that marijuana two hours ago I'm fine I am fine to drive. I'm fine. Ridiculous. This this ounce of weed is that girl's in the back. Of course. It's always, she put it in my pocket trying to get frisky. It's always the person in the back seat. Yes. I don't think that'll uh I don't think that'll really affect him too much. They'll probably appeal it to the end of time and probably won't hit him maybe till I mean, I don't know, maybe next year or something like that. No character concerns coming in for uh Le'Veon. Yeah. I think this literally has zero effect on his dynasty value zero effect if anything it helps his dynasty value because you might be able to buy him for a little bit lower you know what i mean he somebody might be like i gotta get rid of this guy yeah, especially like in a like maybe a startup draft maybe someone might just shy away from him and you could get him at a steal yeah and, and even in redraft leagues someone could afraid of a suspension right and you know, i just oh, suspend in the playoffs right and i just i don't know it seems like that and i could be way off base on that it just seems like maybe uh Probably something that they might get suspended next year for a couple games. I don't look how long it's taken Josh Gordon to hear anything, and we still haven't heard yet. So I have a I have a source too on that. I actually uh, had uh, talked to somebody yesterday who actually knows Josh Gordon uh, pretty well, actually, and they were together this weekend, and he is telling me that uh, Josh is nearly a hundred percent sure that he will not be suspended the whole season. Breaking, well, breaking news. They, I mean, at this, this point, my source. I'm gonna be breaking on ESPN Cleveland tomorrow as well. But uh, yeah, my he's telling me that Josh told him, him and his agent, I just feel there's a hundred percent chance that he's there's nearly a hundred percent chance he is not getting suspended this season. Uh, his agent telling him they would never do that to the Browns because if he gets suspended at this point, he can't come back all the way until the beginning right. of the season next year. And it would the NFL would never do that. It would be really bad for their image. Uh, it would be. And they're yeah. hoping for eight less than eight games, but they're prepared for eight, eight. games. Yeah. Is what 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 Josh literally from Josh Gordon's mouth, he's prepared for eight games, but they're hoping it could still it, it could be less, and it still could be less, but it will not be more than eight games. This is from what I'm hearing. Yeah, I mean, I just think like you know, hey, a couple of weeks ago, I would have I was dead set that he was going to be suspended the whole season. 
But like when you get this far into like, you know, the training camps and then you get into the third preseason game, if you're spending the whole year, you can't come back to that point a year from now. It'd be totally unfair to the Browns and to Josh Gordon to suspend him for the whole year. I mean, like then dude couldn't come back until right before the fourth preseason game if the suspension was announced tomorrow. So th- th- that's not fair at all. That it's a really it, it screws two seasons for the Browns. I would think you it, know it so happen. Yeah, I, I mean, I would tend to think that hey, if I was uh, doing any type of um, y- you know any like type of dynasty draft, which I'm going into a new dynasty uh, draft, I- I'm under the impression until I hear otherwise, the drafts on Sunday or um, the mentally I'm thinking eight games I you know that's what I'm gonna think yeah and I mean he's he'd be somebody I'm targeting in the fourth round right and I'm gonna try to hopefully you know maybe hopefully it isn't announced by them because I'm gonna hope that I'll just pull the trigger on it before anyone else does you know not third round even value there so I mean we'll see on that we'll see on that but yeah I mean he's getting drafted in all the redraft leagues right around the eighth to tenth round okay Uh, but yeah about that Steelers too I mean Big Ben threw for 157 yards and a touchdown Foles had a nice rebound game, you know, 179 yards and a touchdown. I like what I'm seeing from Foles still. I know we had a rough game before, but I still think Foles is going to be a legit QB1. Macklin had a real big scare I saw there. Like, his knee went down, holding his knee. Mm-hmm. As a Macklin owner, freaked me out. I'm like, oh, sh-. you know, here he goes again. He is Mr. Fragile. But he came back in, had a really nice game, six catches, 43 yards. Right. Uh, Real happy with that. I'm a huge, I know, Matt, you're still not big on him, and I still wish we would have taken him in that league. I think Antonio Brown's one of the most underrated fantasy receivers out there. And I know he, I, it's kind of hard to say a guy like Antonio Brown's underrated, but the numbers that he, in a PPR league, this guy is uh, my, he is the focal point of that offense. He's a stud, three catches, 59 yards, you know, 19.7 average. Like what I see of Antonio Brown, real happy, real happy with it. You know, Hayward Bay caught touchdown that game. You know, whoop-de-doo. <laughs> whoop-de-doo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stone hands, <laughs> whatever. Uh, you know, with uh, who was I? Who was I? I just had a brain. I had a brain. Well, you someone I wanted to talk about, and and Matt seems to have a pretty good breakdown on for the Eagles, an outside shot at possibly making the roster. Um, the running back Henry Josie. Yeah, I mean he's. I mean he's a rookie for com- deep leagues. For yeah, deep yeah, leagues, yeah. yeah. You know? I mean he's somebody that you know if you already drafted, he's a great guy to pick up and just kind of. Uh, you know, kind of the hope and pray kind of guy. He's right. He's a speed back. He's a smaller guy. His biggest issue at Missouri was that he blew out his knee. I believe okay. twice. Yeah. So I mean, that was really what what uh you know threw up red flags in the pre-draft kind of stuff. Why 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 probably why probably probably went on drafted. Yeah. So I mean, he definitely shown an ability to make big plays here so far in the preseason. Yeah, the he's done two, well. Yeah, past two games. Right. He's done well, and and just uh you know not just throwing that out there. I went out and our thirty man. Roster, I went and picked him up just on a shot and a prayer. You right, know what yeah, I mean? But so if you ha- if you have room, if you have one of these guys that we talked about earlier that you can cut, hey, might be worth a deep shot. Oh yeah, I mean, know, four four rushes, forty eight yards, and a catch for eight yards. So right, I mean, showed Spro- some versatility. And Sproles is getting older, so you right. know how long will you know? There might be there might be some small value there, possibly in deep dynasty leagues. I think. Yeah, I mean, worth a, you know, all any kind of running back like that's worth a deep stash. You know right. what I mean? Because that's that that's what that's why you run those deep leagues for situations like that. You know, so you can stash guys like that. That you know, you might end up cutting, but you know, you should have a fluid bottom. Your roster, your bottom roster should be fluid. Guys, always looking and for that next yeah. guy. Right, and right. I'll tell you, and that's probably why you're listening to a podcast like this for those. Every we all know the the main guys. You're looking for the, you know, the the sneaky guy who to pick up and, you know, at that bottom of your roster that you might st- strike it, you know, hit it big on. So, right. yeah. What do you what do you guys think about the Kenyon Barner um the acquisition by the Eagles? They traded a 7th round yeah, pick. Yeah, I saw that. Like I conditional 7th round. It just shows round. me yeah. that they're looking for, you know, obviously that has to say something that maybe they're not happy with Chris Polk, you know, who's somebody right. who might be big on said, so yeah. you know, let's them drop Chris Polk down a little bit. He's had yeah. some injuries uh, too, like issues this preseason, which which I think is why they might have it done just, That one just kind of reminded me of like, hey, when, it, and again, I don't, I don't know, I'm not tapped into the Philadelphia, you know, what uh, what they're doing over there, but I, it kind of just reminds me of that, hey, when uh, a coach comes over, he kind of brings his guys, guys that he's familiar with to fill out like a roster, someone that he can trust might not really do anything. You know right. what I mean? Not. I right. mean, it's, wor- it's, it's worth noting 
Right. It's worth noting. Yeah, for sure. And you know, if he's out there, and, and he yeah. did he did return a kick, so maybe he's just looking for him as a kick yeah. returner or something it like that. It also shows me that Darren Sproles will just be be used mostly as a receiver as well, uh, which has kind of been one of my thoughts all along there. Uh, let's move on. Like, Let's talk to okay. we got to get our Alan Hearns reference in here. Uh, so let's go to <laughs> yeah. the Jacksonville-Detroit game. Uh, you know, Hearns, again, another excellent outing. Seven catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Right, you know. Give it I, to him, Mike. Well, I, like, hey, I'm not trying to say go out and draft Alan Hearns. No, you are in, going out there. You've been saying it for in, months now. In redraft leagues, you know, maybe worth, like, the last pick just because or whatever. But I'm saying for those deep dynasty stashes, uh, especially in rookie drafts, there's no reason why he shouldn't be drafted. Now, like, a few um, a few months ago when we did ours, there was no way you are going to draft Alan Hearns, you know? No, but I'm now, you. I mean, now he's, he's worthy of a, of a draft spot. I'm saying fifth round, you should definitely grab a guy like Hearns. I mean... You know, he, he's kind of like somebody like, you know, Victor Cruz, where they just came in and every preseason game they played, they produced. And not just mildly produced, they put up really good numbers. Like, you know, hey, if this guy, this was a fantasy game, this guy be at the top of the board every week. And, yeah, we know it's first to threes and the fours, but this is what you're supposed to do versus the threes and the fours. Again, you know, and obviously you just want to use Victor Cruz because he's probably the biggest guy who had the best preseason that came out and did ended up being really, really good. So, I mean... I mean, they have, and he's doing well with Bortles and Henny. So it's not like, hey, he's just, uh, you know, feeding off the of Bortles or or Henny, you know, and he's doing well with both guys. But at the same time, if you want to form chemistry with somebody who's playing backup, you want to form that chemistry with Bortles right now. Oh, Take advantage. Yeah, Allen Robinson's still out with that hammy. Right. You know, I think it's a huge opening. We've already for him. questioned Marquise Lee's heart. Yeah. Allen Robinson's been out like over five weeks with that. Forever. Right. That is, it's over five weeks. It's ridiculous. Yeah. For I mean, literally. Forever. I mean, it's, it's, he's, it, 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 you got to get on the field and you're letting other guys form chemistry with the quarterback right. here. And it doesn't matter where Alan Hearns was drafted. It's if, can you, in NFL, it comes down, not where you're drafted, it comes <laughs> to the point, can you play or not? Right. And if Hearns and Bortles are, you know, forming a chemistry here, Bortles will be like, hey, man, this guy Hearns has got something. I need to get, let's give him some looks. Right. Here. And he's not coming out of nowhere. He went to Miami, you know, like, uh, he, 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 all all time leading for single season re- uh, receiving yards set the record. I mean, we're talking about dudes that went Michael Irvin, Andre Johnson, Santana Moss, Reggie Wayne beat all their single season records. I think he's like uh, fourth all time or something in receiving yards. I don't know some I don't, I don't have the stats right in front of me, but he's very good all time. Has a pedigree, and he's just been a solid was a solid receiver. I think thing that, thing that killed him. Coming into the draft is Miami's not relevant anymore, man, you know? So, like, there are some of their guys, like, back in the day, he would have for sure been drafted even, you know, at a later pick, just, yeah. you know, where, like, how guys from Alabama might get drafted now, and it's, I think that's what hurts them. And here's one thing we tell you as a fact. If you haven't had your rookie draft yet, Alan Hearns is somebody that you should ha- you should absolutely draft. There, I tell you what, there's no, not anybody there you love in the fourth round. Take him in the fourth round. I mean, I'm telling I mean, this guy has more upside than – than a Kadeem Carey or Isaiah Kroll. Right, because they're talking about he might he might start week one based off of injuries. Exactly. So this guy has a lot of upside. This is what we're looking at for these late round picks. At this point, I'm ready. I'm ready to actually you know gamble on Alan Hearns. If he's a free agent, check your leagues, jump on him. If he's somebody you can get for real cheap, get him. You know, I mean, again, this is a guy. You know, say you might be able, you could probably approach somebody with a Kadeem Carey and say, "I'll give you Kadeem Carey for Hearns." You know, people are like, "Oh yeah." And you could you get return on that too. You could get something else with that probably. You yeah, know? I mean, it's, he's somebody that should all be owned. I mean, Mike, I guarantee Mike's been the first guy in the fantasy community talking about this guy, and it looks like Mike is uh, definitely right on this one. So go out there and get him. Uh, let's move on just real quick. Oh, in that game too, it was good to see Ryan Broyles back. Right, you know, catching yeah. a couple balls. It looks like. You know, if Ryan Burrows is healthy, another guy to monitor, he, if he ends up the number three receiver there, uh, with their tight, you know, both their tight ends dropping all the balls in Detroit, Ryan Burrows might be a nice little stash there at the number three role in case something happens as well. Uh, Carolina, New England, nothing too crazy. Kelvin had, you know, five catches, 47 yards. He he always gets the first looks like there. Again, Kelvin Benjamin looks like he, he's going to be the number one receiver in Carolina. Yeah, I think that's locked in. Yeah, and it, he's somebody that should be drafted top six, top seven in your rookie drafts now. I mean, he's he's everything. He's every all the our 
the one things we said about Kelvin and like, okay, if he could do this, then yeah, he's worth a high risk, high pick. But we're worried that it could be this. He's really on the other side of that spectrum. He's really starting to show us that he's and that is way closer to that A plus than that C minus. So what do you think now, Matt? Are you on board yet? Oh, not yet. Okay. I'm getting closer. We're, 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 clo- yeah, we're closing are, in. You guys we're are like closing. chipping we're gonna, away. We're going to ask every week till you finally say yeah, right. until, he's, until, he, until he makes a Pro Bowl. Max. You know what? I guess, I guess you guys were right. All right. So what about what about um the, the news that came out that, that Ryan Mallett might be sat down for the fourth game in an effort to keep him, you know, keep him healthy for a possible trade? With a guy like Sam Bradford blowing out his ACL this past weekend. Right. Do you guys do you guys see anything there or is there nothing? I mean, to look I heard at? the sa- I read the same thing, yeah, you know, yeah. so and I I mean it, it instantly I mean you'd feel like St. Louis might have to do something, right? I mean Sean Hill just isn't gonna get you anything other than no, like three or four win season, right? Right. And I guess we, we don't really know what um, you know, what Ryan Maddle mallet will do in this next lot you know at the next level but i know in arkansas he was awesome right i mean i like i i still would think that like hey he he would hold some sort of value for dynasty i mean i, I was just thinking like if, for the if, right if, price if he's just out there floating around he's definitely worth picking up right now i mean, I mean what are you giving up a fifth or six no i'm saying if he's out on the waiver wire go oh, snatch but, him up before, oh, yeah, if before he gets a team oh, for your team yeah. yeah before he gets a team and you know that he's a, his starter on and, and then hey but i, I look yeah, at it worst this case, way season comes along then you just cut him right then. yeah exactly like how you were saying like oh fifth or sixth or whatever hey we all know in our in our six round uh leagues rounds four five and six i venture to say most of those picks are probably bust out almost all of them yeah i would say about so, three yeah, you out could. of the you... tw- three round like three picks out of the, like the so it'd be 24 36 guys yeah. might be rosterable rosterable so knowing that like yeah i mean you know if he's not out there and you're like hurting for a qb and you know maybe a trade is made it's you know it's worth a shot i guess you know what i mean no absolutely i mean if you're hurting for a qb then it's definitely worth a shot. Some of you should be able to get real cheap. I'll tell you what, if you're hurting for more fantasy action, you need to get to phenomsff.com. Uh, if you're looking to start up a new dynasty league or just join a dynasty league, say you want to try that Superflex league, say you want to try that IDP league, from $50, $200, $2,000, phenomsff has got you covered. You know, it's a, it's a site that you can trust that your league will continue year after year with a full prize pool. Your time won't be wasted building your team up. Only have the league full, which is like worst case scenario. You know, uh, it really encourages teams not to, you know, try and lose because the rookie draft isn't based on your record. It's based on potential. And if you always got to put a deposit on your league for the following year, so you don't want to lose because you'll lose your deposit when the team doesn't sell at the same time. So you want to keep your teams competitive. You know, and they're more than just dynasty leagues. If you're looking to play in a high stakes league this year and you can't, get enough buddies together or you know you're just feeling hey i put all this time in studying and i'm ready to go i'm gonna take on like a 500 hour league this year i think i'm gonna do you know i'm ready man i, I put all this time in i know my stff Phenoms ff has got you covered you jump on there highest payouts out there with about 95 percent payout rate which is the best you're gonna find out there guys so make sure you get on there man phenomsff.com I, i've already joined the leagues uh on their high stakes league uh hoping to make some money this this year so phenomsff.com, P-H-E-N-O-M-S-F-F.com. Get on there and join the league today. It's a good site, guys. You should uh, check it out. Let's get to that. Uh, it's good to see Victor Cruz catch some passes this week with the Giants. He had four for 61, uh, no touchdowns, but, you know, at least Eli still looks terrible. I, I don't know what's going on with that guy. Rashad Jennings is looking like I'm still a huge Andre Williams fan. Redraft dynasty, love the guy. I think he's a future starter. You know, he, Andre averaged four point five yards and a touchdown. He's gonna be a vulture machine. Again, I'm gonna say it every week. Sell Rashad Jennings after week one, week two. Sell him now if you can. Get what you can. Uh, Andre Williams, I think, is the future there. Uh, you know, Chris Johnson had forty two yards. He's still a turd, but I mean, he had four four point seven average. Uh, it was good to see there. Chris Ivory did well. He's still better than the other turds on the roster, though. Chris Johnson. Well, Chris Johnson will probably have a game here and there. Right. You know what I mean? But it That's is what he what does. He He's yeah. inconsistent. Right. That's his biggest problem. Right. You don't want him in your lineup every week. But. You know, Jason Morrow, nice. Touchdown. Four for 37. Touchdown. Right. Starting to look like he's getting it a little bit. 
Yeah, again, I mean, we talked about him a lot coming into the draft, and we actually had him ahead of Safarian Jenkins. And all these drop balls, you know, these the beat the beat reporters telling you know that hey, this guy's dropping balls like it's his job, and right, me right. moving down in my rankings, it, it just again just concerns, and I don't like concerns with my rookies. And Alec Amaro, he's he's still probably the third tight end right up there. Uh, you know, C.J. Fedorovitz has really been rising in my ranks as well. But it was good to see that guy have a good game as well. Not redraft leagues, but you know, the big thing here is make sure we're monitoring Victor Cruz as Victor Cruz's owners and see make sure this guy is still the focal point of the offense. Uh, and I'm just really curious about Eli Manning. What's going on? You know, is is Eli Manning done, or is he still got some juice left in the tank? It's really concerning. I think to me, I think it's going to be one extreme or the other for him. He's either he's got some juice left or he's completely done. I, I don't know. It's looking like he's, he's been not so done. bad. He's like I thought he was going to come back because like last year I was like, how could anyone do any worse? But I don't know. I mean, he might. Be, I think for him, it's just basically how he, his games are. They're extreme, and I think his career might you know be, be that way well also. it is it's a new offense so they might be working out some of the kinks here right and, and just trying to get some of the you know base offense kind of concepts and that kind of stuff installed so we'll have to see once the entire offense because i mean ben mcadoo came from green bay and the offense that they're running there looks nothing like the green bay offense i, I mean i think we can all say that with with confidence absolutely so yeah. they're not making any of the deep the deep throws or anything like that they're all just check downs for the most part so hopefully uh we'll see a little bit of a different game once the regular season comes. yeah around. i mean i'm sure a lot of victor cruz owners are frustrated but i mean i'd, I'd give it to the regular season here and his numbers should increase i would i would think so still yeah victor cruz still like don't bail ship and don't try and sell like oh he's done too victor cruz is still gonna have a salad right and if you're a good receiver you're a good receiver. i mean yeah right. we've seen it week in week out uh let's go speaking of green bay offense aaron Rodgers still looks fantastic guy i he's my number one pick for fantasy quarterback of the year i i don't care that pain man threw for 52 touchdowns 55 touchdowns last year i think green bay is just gonna light up the league this year in points i mean they have a to me I wish they had a better defense, man. Maybe my Super Bowl pick because their offense is that good. Eddie Lacy brings such a new dynamic to that offense. He's going to score so many damn touchdowns. It's going to be crazy. You uh, are you are in love with that Eddie Lacy. I character. just I think he's a stud, man. I he just is. think you know he's just that good. I mean, it, it, it's a product of the system too. I mean, that he just fits that what they want to do there. I mean, that ground and pound. I mean, when you have Aaron Rodgers getting into the red zone all the time opportunity for touchdowns is that and again that's it i mean how many running backs are out there are three down backs first of all there's not many i mean you guys know you're out there doing your redraft leagues after you, these top 10 running backs go you don't want any of these guys you know it's like forget dynasty value of it so if you have these guys in dynasty where you have one of these prime backs i would never consider trading any of these guys i mean these guys are so hard to come by the eddie Lacy's, the LaShawn mccoy's the jamal charles the matt forte's the Adrian Petersons, these three down backs, and I'm and I'm already gonna say, you know, again, and people laugh and you can call me a homer, but like Ben Tate, Ben Tate's gonna be a three down back in Cleveland. You know, all this Terrence West, Terrence West, this Terrence West, that. I like Terrence West too. He's gonna get some carries as well, but it's not gonna be like they're splitting the carries fifty fifty. It doesn't look that way. It really doesn't to me. Ben Tate's running at a completely different level than Ben Tate or uh, than Terrence West. And West, I like the way West runs, yeah. but again, yeah, I mean, Tate looks explosive. You know, if Aaron Foster comes back, three down back, these guys are hard to come by. And Eddie Lacy, to me, is, he is, I mean, if I'm doing a startup draft, again, I'm targeting rookie receivers, but when it comes down to running backs, you know, I'm taking Eddie Lacy over Jamal Charles in the startup league. That's just me, uh, just because of age I, and durability. I mean, uh, the only reason I hesitate, because I think he's he's totally, he's loaded with talent. Um, He just hasn't done it long enough for me i mean just one year there's just one sample size that's it and th- and think about how high everyone was on trent richardson last year that was really big and then it. trent richardson totally crapped out and there's just there's a little bit more risk than i think that that you're like well, letting on and i also admit i just got a little roll there where i'm like ah take him over jamal charles right i when it come down to push and shove it'd be i don't know how i do that but again i'm not a big Char- jamal charles guy i would never I, i've never owned jamal charles in any fantasy league format whatsoever it's just because i just i just feel like he's more apt to get hurt than other backs too and he's awesome and he should be the number two but you know he's, i have adrian peterson in my redraft rankings but at the same time uh I just, I'm a really big Eddie Lacy fan, man. I would, I would, if you ask me, if you ask me right now, like who would you rather have, Jamal Charles or Eddie Lacy, Dynasty League? Pick one, which one you want for the rest. That's it. You can have them. I'm like, give me Eddie Lacy. 
Well, I mean, I understand that because he's younger and he's now, but I was just trying to just the one thing that is kind of a hang up for me, Freddie Lacey, and probably the reason I'm not as high on him as you is just that he's done it for just one year. So I, I thought it guess it was like an intelligence thing, but that makes sense. Too. No, it's not an intelligence <laughs> thing at all. I, I mean, I like him, but yeah, you know, you're just like in love with him. I'm in love with the Lacey. <laughs> so. Like who? So if I asked you that question, you would say Jamal Charles. Right? I would take uh, yeah, in, in the startup, I would take Jamal Mike, Charles. Tie breaker. I'm like for, for, dy- for dynasty league, not for redraft league this, this year. For dynasty league, you I, have Jamal Charles, or Eddie Lacy. You had to pick one of those I two. I promise you, that I had this conversation yesterday on the phone with my buddy, and I was like, I just submitted my rankings, and I put Jamal Charles ahead of Eddie Lacy. But I, if I had to pick, I think like. I would take Eddie Lacy. Yeah, you are so wishy-washy. I am. Well, the, hey, the there's some way, guys I, that are so close thing. that I'm like, all right, probably conventional wisdom for the, you know, for everyone out there. Like, if you look at the stats, blah blah blah, you should probably take Jamal Charles. But something deep down, that's why I put him there. And I could go either way. There's certain guys sometimes they're like almost virtual ties, and you ask yeah, me one no day, right and you wrong. ask me another day. But I, at the time, I'm like, you know what? I would probably just, you know, say screw it. I'm going to take Eddie Lacy. All right. But I did put Jamal Charles in. I want to cover both my bases. Hashtag two to three year window. You got it. You win. Okay. Yeah. Well, sorry. We're just, me and Mike obviously are on the same page. But again, there's no, it's not like there's a wrong answer. Like if you take Jamal Charles, that's, you're not wrong. You know, and I, and I think history would tell you that you're right. Yeah. You know, actually, but, you know, hashtag two to three year window. Give me the guy that's getting all the touchdowns. Give me Eddie Lacey. Give, right. give me the guy that scores big touchdowns and catches a yeah, ton and that's of passes. Probably like, and... That's the right, like, conservative and not in a bad way, but like the... But you win championships thinking outside the box. Yeah. I, I had Jamal Charles as my first pick last year in a startup, and I won the championship. Who was in this league? Who was in this league? Richard. I beat oh, Richard. Wow. Yeah. Dynasty right. Richard. I thought this there. was like a, a which, fake league. You're no, talking which about is her. unreal because I literally, th- th- this league that we're in, it's the best dynasty team I've ever constructed in my entire life. My running backs are LaShawn McCoy, Eddie Lacy, Andre Ellington, Jock Bell. Uh, this is a two-team league, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got Josh I, Gordon, I Des Bryant, Cordarrelle Patterson. I have Jamal Charles and Matt Forte. Uh, and that was oh, it. Man. I mean, that was a deal break. That won a lot of people. I know a lot of teams that, you know, in our other dynasty league, Matt Charles, or uh, Matt Forte and LaShawn McCoy, Matt Forte won a lot of people. Leagues yeah, he did, man. The sleeper. So let's get to, let's let's get through a couple more of these games real quick here. We got you know we're gonna lose some time. Uh, one of my guys I like a lot this year, Percy Harvin, three catches, sixty one. Slowly coming back from that injury, I think Percy Harvin's primed to be one of those guys that right now you can't buy low on, but I think he's gonna be the lowest price you're gonna be able to get him at right now. Percy Harvin, I think he's ready to come back. We got to remember a couple of years ago when he was playing healthy, he was not only playing well people were talking about him as an nfl mvp candidate the guy's explosive he's the number one receiving option there they don't really utilize the tight end they're a running game too i think percy harvin you know russell wilson's only going to get better i think percy harvin is going to have an extremely good year i think he's have a really good bounce back year to the percy harvin that we know i think he's been out and hurt for a little bit too long to really like kind of like ah they get an injury prone manner but Again, I think he's going to come back and have a really good year. I don't know if it's because you said Percy Harvin too much, but all of a sudden I've got a headache. Percy. It could be a migraine. It yeah. could be a migraine. <laughs> it could be a migraine. That <laughs> guy just makes me nervous, yeah, man. But let's, I don't know. I mean, let's remember this, The guy this, never though. practices, and he seems to always be dinged up. Okay, let's go back, though. So The I, migraine issues, that was a huge problem. That, you know, that was his big worry. And then he got, then he got help for that, and then, then he broke his leg, and... You know, the we haven't heard thing. Honestly, when's the last time you heard anything about a migraine for Percy Harvin? It's been forever. I mean, I just, he he, yeah, he I, broke his legs, or I mean, he tore his hip labrum, or whatever it was, uh, and that was a problem. So it's not the migraine. So if the hip is right, that's what I'm saying. I think Percy, and that's what everybody thinks, because he missed so much time because of the migraines, and then all of a sudden the hip issue came into where they're two completely separate issues. I think Percy's ready for a big year. I don't. He just seems like one of those guys that plays the game harder than his body can handle. Like he, he, when he's in there, he does awesome and he's mm-hmm. out there giving it as all and he's, you know, running into people. And, and I just, I'm just not sure his body can handle what his mind wants him to do. But well, to Rich's point, I think though, right now, uh, 
Percy Harvin. If you did want him and if you did lo- like him, this is his lowest, like his values. At and that's lowest, my point. Yeah. If I think he's ever, now obviously if he gets hurt again, then, you know, pie in my face. But I mean, again, I think this is the lowest value bill. Get him at, and he'll go back to that elite wide receiver one status. I mean, for example, in a redraft league, we'll talk about it in the next episode, but uh, I got that guy as my third receiver. And, you know, let's get the Bills, the Bucks, nothing to see here. Mike Evans caught his first touchdown. Uh, you know, all, the real good news here is I want to hit up on that trade. We didn't get on the other end of it with Jonathan, you know, with uh, Logan Mankins going to the Bucks. From where we were a couple of weeks ago on Doug Martin saying, wow, this really hurts Doug Martin's, you know, Charles Sims losing the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, boom. You know, they get Logan Mankins, Charles Sims gets hurt. Mike James is hurt. Mike James is hurt. Doug Martin is right back up here to 300 carries, under, not appreciative enough running back yeah, as well. Yeah, it's just him and uh, Bobby Rainey. Right, and, and now they're going to boost the offensive line. They brought in Incognito for a visit, and then I guess that didn't turn into anything because they, <laughs> they turned around and, and traded for a guard <laughs> pretty quick. It would be funny if the Patriots signed Incognito. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, he, oh, he's cleared? Okay, we'll give you Mankins. We'll take a yeah. incognito. Um, but yeah, Doug Martin, 12 carries, 38 yards, 3.2 carry uh, per carry. Nothing great, but he did score a touchdown. Uh, he, they should rely on Martin again this year. He should have a really good bounce back here. And he's back to his volume, you know, like he's about, he's going to be a volume runner again this year. So that's good. Yeah, I mean, and again, you know, Mike Williams, Buffalo, another guy, he's starting. I still like Robert Woods above him, but the coaching staff doesn't, and you know, Mike Williams comes in again, you know, three catches, 46 yards, and a touchdown. The guy just produces, man. I mean, he's he's younger than you would think. It seems like he's been around forever, but I think he's only been in the league like four years or something like yeah, that. So that's it. He's definitely, he's got some upside, and he's going to be across from Sammy Watkins, which that's means. That's your guy too, Mike Williams. Yeah, I mean, I've you guys were both low on him, but I, I think he's more of a starter than, let's, I mean, Robert Woods. Again, under the I, I could see guy. Robert Woods being, you know, pushed into the slot more. And that's having, and, I mean, that, yeah. like that's how it. Tra- it seems like that's how it. It tra- seems like a more so. natural fit. For, yeah, you know, you're probably for right. that kind of thing. And let's face it, Robert Woods is. I mean, uh, Mike Williams is their biggest target, so yeah. he's going to be their red zone target. Right. And Mike Williams again is somebody you can get for really, really cheap. I mean, I, mean, I could, I could see him approaching double digits in the touchdowns, like eight or nine or something. And he had success in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like that's what he a, did there. Yeah, yeah. This was a rookie that we were all kind of big on for like one point. I remember for you, you know, his rookie years where he had the most success. We're like, mm-hmm. wow. This guy, what a steal. And then all of a sudden it all blew up on him, but it might be come back he to really his own team. He really put together like two solid years in a row where he just missed a thousand yards. Buy. Right. I'm buying. Yeah. I'm ha it, again, I'm still bigger on Robert Woods, but Mike Williams is a guy that uh it, he's gonna be you know, the quarterback situation hurts, but Sammy Watkins is gonna help him. Their strong running game's gonna help him, so he's somebody you should be getting on. Uh let's go over to Tennessee and Atlanta real quick. Bishop Sankey, man. Now, this is a guy that I forced up my rankings because where he was drafted. Before the draft, he was something that I dropped a lot after watching all the tape on him. You know, comes in, he's still he's running behind, you know, he's getting, running with a mixed group here, you know. 16 carries for 44 yards, a 2.8 average. He'd have a touchdown. But I, he he started to worry me. Um, I thought because where he got drafted, he'd just get all the carries. Now that he might not get all the carries, Sean Green, he still sucks too, but he might get some carries. I mean, I've been saying Carlos Hyde's the number one all along, but I'm telling you, man, guys like Devontae Freeman, and I'd, I'd honestly feel more comfortable taking a receiver than Bishop Sankey and coming back and getting like an Andre Williams, a Jeremy Hill, a Terrence West. Than trying to, I, I just, I do, I would not, let me tell you this way, I would not feel comfortable taking Bishop Renke in the first round, Bishop Sankey in the first round of my rookie draft. Man, you smell funny, Bishop Ranky. <laughs> you are so rank, Ranky. I mean, I'm me a, personally. I'll start calling him Bishop Ranky because he ranks. I, I wouldn't take Bishop Ranky either. Bishop Sankey, I, I'm, I'm okay with draft. <laughs> <laughs> but Ranky, no way. No, not Ranky. Yeah, I mean, I got Sankey in the redraft league as one of my starters, but, I mean, it just, I'm just worried. I mean, I think he's just one of those backs that, yeah, can he start? Yeah, but I don't think there's anything special Damn, But Sean Green stinks, dude. Oh, no, I, I agree. You know, I think I think it, this is all phony. I don't know. I think Bishop Sankey will be getting all the carries here as a starter, sooner than later. I don't think he's going to be anything special. Now, obviously, right. any starter in the NFL is good. I just don't. I'm Again, I could be wrong. Yeah. Maybe I am. I mean, he was the first back selected. 
But I mean, let's look at it. Carlos High looks great out there in San Francisco. Yeah, and we and we all and we all said we would take Hyde over Sankey. You know, not so. not all of us. Yeah, except I'm, for you. Well, yeah, the two guys I, I, I are the guys two guys are right all the time yeah. over here. So anyway, Taylor Taylor Thompson put together another another solid outing. Three catches for thirty nine yards. The tight end, uh, kind of a sleeper guy for out of Tennessee. All right, yeah, it's a guy to monitor right there. Yeah. So uh, and of course Justin Hunter still Justin Hunter. I think yeah, he's gonna have awesome. a nice big step forward. Really big on that guy last year as well. Um, Julio looks explosive in Atlanta. Nothing to worry about there. Uh, Dolphins. Dan Bailey looks great. Dan <laughs> Bailey, Ooh. awesome. Uh, you know, Des, awesome. Guys to watch there. Um, you know, Ryan Williams got a lot of carries, three point nine. Not again, nothing. It's weird how Ryan Williams. It's it'd be weird to see him even make the team. I think he'll get cut. Yeah, I don't. I'm not buying it either. Uh, Mike Wallace. He had 67 yards. He him and him and well, I mean Tannehill didn't even play, but. I'm 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 not really big on Mike Wallace at all. He's somebody I, I really when you're talking about guys that would never draft, Mike Wallace is on that list. I, I completely agree. Two and I'll agree. Yeah, he's anybody got any like you know, No Sean Moreno played finally. Ten for sixty four yards, man. Yeah, I think right. he looked, I think he kinda outplayed the uh rest of the uh running backs there. And they have not announced the starting running back. Right. Yet. They're making it sound kinda iffy yeah. as well, to who they're gonna start. Could it be like all this like uh talk i mean i've I've been seeing no shine go high in redrafts as well like all of a sudden like all this talk about lamar miller lamar miller and then boom no shine's a starter even though he came in fat and knee surgery well i mean he might have come in fat because he needed to get his knee scoped and now he got his knee scoped and he's moving a little bit better who knows but i you guys were both higher than i am on lamar miller i just i honestly i just think there's a little something missing from that guy right so it wouldn't surprise me one bit if no sean took this job and ran with it i think for like redrafts i think like you know it's kind of similar to maybe the cj spiller uh fred jackson thing like we're um like lamar miller and cj spiller will cost you more so what you should maybe do is just pass on those guys get somewhere else and then the value is taking the backup the backup guy because yeah the supposed backup because you might get starter value out of it i guess i mean i and if no sean's the man then i'm wrong good call you know so yeah well, and they, they just put mike gillisley on on in, injured reserve too so that's one less guy in that rotation yeah and daniel thomas is horrendous so i mean and i don't even has that guy played i mean i thought he was like dinged up again yeah i mean it's a situation monitor you yeah. know no sean lamar miller no sean lamar miller it's gonna be interesting to see uh washington baltimore Steve Smith, the old timer, came in and oh, had yeah, all the man. game there for six catches, eighty yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. So I mean, again, he proved he can still do it every once in a while. Yeah, some of you can get late. It's gonna be interested to see where he falls in that Gary Kubiak offense. Uh but Steve Smith, I mean, he's somebody that's gonna come in there. He's gonna be on that. You know, he wanted to stay in Carolina. He's gonna be playing with an edge. And the guy, Steve Smith, was one of the guys I never wanted to draft in any of my leagues as, as well. But I had always had respect for him because he always made plays always uh so it's good i mean it's good to see him out here still making plays so if you have him on there he's one of those guys that you know when we talk about offsetting your roster where he's one of those old guys that's dirt cheap and you might have on your team that you wouldn't think like oh i have him should i cut him but he might be able to contribute to your team this right year. if you got one solid guy uh you know a middling guy and then three young guys that you have think high upside you know it might not be bad to fill in the the end of your roster with steve smith there towards the end of a draft yeah i mean obviously we're up against it here we got a couple more teams so let's get through these guys uh some of these games real quick browns Rams, san bradford out for the year seemed like their whole team was like decimated by injury that whole game they lost a guard to to injury yeah everybody on the browns looked horrible i mean andrew hawkins had a touchdown I got to monitor is Brian Quick. Uh, he's somebody that's probably going to start there in St. Louis, and he gets no love whatsoever. Kenny Britt didn't look terrible either. No, he didn't look terrible. I'm just not a big Kenny Britt fan either, but, I mean, he doesn't look terrible. You know, Benny Cunningham looked good, you know, 5 for 32, 6.4 yards. Uh, Kenny Britt, it's probably going to be Kenny Britt and Brian Quick as the starters. And, you know, again, Tavon Austin's not somebody I'm really big on whatsoever. At all, I wouldn't even want him on any of my rosters. Neither period. Meaning, but people are taking Devon Austin ahead of guys, or taking Devon Austin ahead of like Kenny Britt and Brian Quick, and I just don't get it. Yeah. I really don't. So again, Brian Quick and Kenny Britt are guys you could probably get for cheap. That you know they're going to be starters. And again, you know one of those guys is going to be the number one there. 
net, which might provide low end or wide receiver three numbers. And those are guys that you can get on the cheap. Uh, Saints, Colts, uh, another game that we had going on there. Trent Richardson still looks horrible. Mark Ingram, though, on the other hand. Really, on, his stock is up. Keep it, on going. Mike, I, Mike, are you becoming a believer I yet? mean, I'm starting to, like, I'm moving a little bit. I saw a really good stat, and I can't recite it, but it was a really positive Mark Ingram Man. stat. Um, not too long ago on Twitter. I wish I w- would have remembered it, but he's averaging, like, sick amount of yards per carry, like, over six yards per carry over his last, like, 60 carries. Something along those lines. I yeah. Yeah, I'm I was certain, wrong. Yeah, because I thought Pierre Thomas would come in and be a monster. Yeah, and now it looks like Mark Ingram finally, finally for your team will come in here and help you out and produce. And it looks like Pierre Thomas will come in as a receiver back, which is still going to have value. You know, he had four catches for sixty six yards. I think he's going to be really still valuable and startable in PPR leagues. But it looks like for touchdown wise and carries, and he's actually averaging really good yards. Mark Ingram may finally. finally. I, st- I still think, though, at the end of the day, they're going to use three running backs. Which hurts the value. Right. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, this guy that, wants that's to get paid, a, man. He's going to run hard. They've been weaning Kyrie Robinson off of, off of carries, it seems like, in the preseason. Yeah, see, I agree. I don't, I, I mean, there's a lot of talk right now about Kyrie Robinson, this, Kyrie, again, I'm not. I, mean, I don't love I'm him. Not I'm just, that. yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't love him or whatever, but I'm just saying, I I just, I can see that situation I want nothing to do with being it. a people, three-man. People yell at me, too, like, oh, well, you don't like, uh, you, they tell me why I should like Kyrie Robinson. I'm like, listen, man, I'm just not sold. You know right. I mean? Sorry. I mean, I'm not right all the time, but I don't want him. You know, just, you can't, there's no. Hey, I'll give you Kyrie Robinson for a th- no. I'd rather my third round pick. Sorry, back up. And me. there's really nothing to nothing to mention too much on the Colts side. Yeah, no, and again, I mean, right. you can see where all these guys stand. Like I said, we just updated our rank- our rankings. We went from top 200 guys to top 300 in our dynasty rankings. You don't get that anywhere else. And there's no IDP guys on there. There's no defense. There's no kickers. That's all. All that's a plethora of offensive talent and how we rank them one through 300. And please check it out at DynastyNerds.com because we put hours into that thing. Yeah, literally, man. Tons of hours. Hours. Uh, Vikings, Chiefs, Corderell Patterson, ready for his breakout year, guys. Three for 71. Completely agree. 23.7 yards and a touchdown. This guy is primed for a breakout year. Should be owned everywhere. You can't get him in Dynasty trades because people that drafted him are ready for this breakout year. Yeah. Or Cordelay Patterson is the fantasy expert I heard on the radio on the way in Cor- called him. Cordelay? Cordelay. Is that the guy you're talking about? That yeah. sounds official. Cordelay. Cordelay. No names, please. Cordelay. Um, hey, Travis so Kelsey, Bearcat. Tra- tra- Travis Kelsey, definitely doing awesome. Uh, definitely worth a pickup if he's out there, and I, I would try to trade now for him before he blows up. And Matt Castle got named the week one starter. Just wanted to throw that in. But Teddy's still looking all right. Teddy's definitely looking all right. I would expect him to take over at some point during the year. It seems like Teddy and Bortles looking good. Manziel not looking good. But if you you need somebody early season for Dynasty, Matt Castle might be sitting out there on the waivers. I'm sure he probably pick pick him up. And honestly, North Turner, I mean, this might he might have a rebound. See, I don't think I I don't think Teddy's going to come in and start this year because I think Matt Castle's going to play well enough. Don't him off and let him sit for the year. Uh, he suddenly came in. Greg Jennings had a nice rebound year. When they got Castle, that's when Jennings started to come on. Right. Real light. And again, Greg Jennings is a nice sleeper out there, too. So, you know, with Corderell Patterson taking a big step forward, Kyle Rudolph ready to take a step forward with Greg Jennings and AP in the backfield. Yeah, Rudolph, I would think, should have a good year based off the offense. Matt Castle might be a nice backup. Quarter- yeah, if he's on a waiver wire, <clears> and you, if you don't even need a quarterback, because when somebody does need a quarterback, you might be able to flip him for. I mean, if you pick him up the waiver wire and you flip him for anything, then that's a bonus. Then you win, yeah, yeah, big time bonus. Yeah, so I like again Matt Castle, somebody that like you guys said, maybe Teddy. No, I don't. I don't see. I think Castle comes in and plays well enough. This is a team that's built to win now, and they could possibly make the playoffs this year. So I think Castle could play well enough in Norv's turn. You know, Norv Turner's system to keep Teddy Bridgewater on the bench for this year. You know, and obviously Teddy. It might not be. Year. It might not be a bad thing for him either. No. So. Texans, Broncos, Alfred Ooh. Blue, nine carries, twenty-seven yards. Grimes, five carries. Excuse me, twenty-two yards. Uh, Grimes still looks like he's going to be a solid backup there to have. You know, four point point four point four yards to carry with a touchdown. Grimes looks good, guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. We called that a couple yeah, weeks yeah. ago. Worth so. monitoring. Um. There was just news on an unrelated note. There was just news that Tom Savage might be creeping up on the number two job as well oh, there nice. in Houston. Okay. So Case Keenum, uh, who knows, might be on his way out in the next couple of days yeah, if, if they only choose Tom, to keep two. If you want to know about Tom Savage, go to our archives. Look at Mike's 
and he has a really good article on DynastyNerds.com about Tom Savage and his uh, travels. Let's talk about another guy here we've been talking about for like a big blow-up candidate. Emmanuel Sanders, mm-hmm. five catches, 128 yards, two, two touchdowns. Ooh. What if that was your fantasy week, guys? We're talking 20 to 17, 20, 29 points. What a year. I mean, what a game for Sanders. Now, obviously, you know, come game time, Demarius Thomas, Julius Thomas going to be the main targets here. But, again, I'd put Emmanuel Sanders over Wes Welker any day of the week. For sure. I mean, I think he just got more juice in his legs, and, you know, his, his head hasn't been rattled all around with concussions the past two years. So, And it looks like Monty Ball is going to be back week one, which is still something we're happy about. Yeah, he actually he actually got carries, didn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's good. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders with a big game. Yeah, Again, that's that's huge, man. We I, talked about him months ago. I was know. gonna wait, but I was gonna mention him as a sleeper in case in case he wasn't already considered, uh, you know, a, a big time wide receiver. I, I think he's gonna be good this the year. Doctor Dre would say, save it for the next episode. Oh. Ooh. And moving on to the Chargers and 49ers game, Carlos Hyde, again, looks really, really good. I mean, this guy, averaging six, he averaged 6.3 yards a carry. He just looks like everything we've been saying, telling you guys since before the combine. This guy is a pro back. He's an NFL-style back. He's, going to, he's behind, playing behind one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Carlos Hyde should be your number one rookie running back taken. Uh, in our most rookie, rock draft, rookie mock draft, he went number three overall. Not somewhere I would still take him and still take Cooks and Matthews over him. But, hey, if you need a running back, this is the guy you want to be owning. I mean, Frank Gore looked good, too. What do you have, one, one carry for negative two yards? Yeah, and it's just, again, I think they're going to spell Frank. I think it's going to literally be a running back, by true running back by committee there. They're going to, you know, they're going to work Hyde in there. And I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the year if somehow Hyde was out getting more carries than Frank Gore. We'll see. Yeah, I'm I, don't big, see, I don't see that. But, I'm a big Frank Gore fan, again, and he's still really good. But, I mean, he's somebody they're going to want to keep his legs fresh because he is so good come playoffs where they're, at least early on, like for our, and I'm, again, I'm talking like our playoff times. Right. You know, come the end of the season, they want to keep Frank Gore fresh. I'm not talking about like playoffs for the, you know, NFL. They want to keep Frank Gore fresh. Right, so like weeks, like 12, 13, 14, yes. 15, whatever. You know, really making sure Frank Gore is ready to go the playoff season. And uh, I, agree. I agree. He might be resting by then. Yeah, he, he could be right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, still getting carries, but they, right. they're going to want to keep his legs fresh. Um, Antonio Gates had a touchdown. N- not much to say well, about yeah, that. I'm, I'm, I'm still intrigued. I am. I'm a, I'm a Gates fan. Always yeah. have been. So I, I'm going to be real intrigued to see what he does this year. If he can still have one more fantasy year left in him. Uh, Marion Grice, who you know, people are talking about Brandon Oliver. Brandon Oliver. I was talking about Brandon Oliver, but he averaged five point one yards per carry. We'll see if he makes the roster as well. That that running back situation is cluttered. Who knows what's going to happen to Ryan Matthews in the future. And finally, the last game that we can cover after all this time that we've been talking about these games for our fantasy football week in review is the Bengals and the Cardinals. My boy, John Brown, four, carry, four catches, 56 yards, and a touchdown. This is a guy that I have been, you know, he's been, it makes me happy to see guys like him that I've been telling you guys to draft since we did, since the day the combine happened, not since the draft, since the day the combine happened, to keep your eyes on a guy like John Brown. Uh, I watched his combine; he blew me away. I I had the same feeling I told you guys about that I had about Vincent Jackson when I watched his combine about John Brown, and it's good to see now this guy holds late second round value in your rookie drafts, the high third round value. Um, he's a playmaker, guys. I mean, it's as simple as that. He's going to start this year in in that offense, and I really like what I see out of him. It's everything I thought I would see way quicker. And the guy has talent. He's going to play that T.Y. Hilton role in Bruce Arians' offense, and we all know what that did for T.Y. Hilton's value in uh, Dynasty and Fantasy Leagues. Yeah, that's one you nailed. Like, you know, you win some, you lose some type of thing. We talked about I was way off on that. He's, uh, I, I had to readjust my rankings big time to, to show, you know, how, how well he's been doing, and you, you nailed that one. So Yeah, like I said, I mean, it was a combine for me. That's what I was preaching. Uh, Mohamed Sanu, another good game. Yeah, having a, having a great camp. Nobody's talking about again. Sanu going to be the number two there. Uh, again, so much talent on that offense. Somebody's got to get you know. Somebody's be watching AJ Green. Sanu might have a nice low I end think, wide receiver three year. Yeah, I think he he he'll be. I think he'll probably hold more value for redrafts this year. Just you know, uh, with Marvin Jones next year and see how that plays out. Yeah. I think he's more valuable for redraft this year. I I like Sanu. I wish you know he would have stole that second 
a wide receiver spot, you know, like last year or whatever, but, but it just never worked out. If he comes in and he yeah. has a good year. Right, then he could take it. his job to lose. Right, exactly. So. Matt, anything on the Bengals and the Chargers? Uh, I mean, Jer- Jeremy Hill actually got in there with the first team, which is a good sign for him. I mean, I'm not as high on him as you, Richard, but, I mean, he is working in there with the, the first team, 12 carries for uh, 48 yards, not a bad average there, I'm still 40 high yards. On him. I'm still high on him. Yeah. Again, we, we were talking before about Andre Williams or Jeremy Hill, and I went Jeremy Hill just because of the offense, the, the, the surrounding talent around them. It's still really close for me, but I still like Jeremy Hill, yes. And my final word, Logan Thomas, back to his inaccurate self, to a seven. Two of seven, 21 yards and That's more along the lines of the Logan <laughs> That's Thomas. That's the Logan I Thomas know. I know. That's so, the guy I watch for They didn't iron years. out all the kinks. He's so. still got a little bit of consistency issue. Obviously, one game up, one so, game down. Yeah. Thing, so. Not on board yet, but, you know. And that's it, guys. That's our that's our weekend review, fantasy football. Hope we help, helped you out there. Uh, Check out and, our new rankings. Yeah, get on DynastyNerds.com. We have updated all our rookie rankings. We have our PPR redraft rankings. So if you have a redraft league this holiday weekend, which a lot of you do, Make sure you download the DynastyNerds.com redraft rankings. We do them way better than the ESPN sites. and We put a lot of time in there to make sure you are going to be able to draft the best team possible. Just make sure you scratch Trent Richardson on there. Don't draft him whatsoever. Uh, but, yeah, and now instead of top 200, we have top 300. So if you're going to start a new Dynasty League, this is the list you want to lose because you won't miss a single offensive weapon on our top 300 playmakers. Uh, if you have any questions about any of those lists or anything you want to talk about fantasy football at all, hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. And until then, we'll talk to you tomorrow with our redraft strategy and sleepers. So stay tuned. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Have a good one. All right, bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at DynastyNerds.